I want to personally invite you to join me and all the other Brock stars for this year's 13th live and in-person plant stock event outside of Asheville, North Carolina in the little town of Black Mountain. It's 1,500 acres is loaded with wildlife, trees, trails, streams. It is a nature wonderland. And what's also a wonderland are all the incredible speakers that you get to hang with all weekend long, like Jane and Ann Esselstyn, Dr. Will Bolshewitz of Fiberfueled, Carly Bodrug, Miss Plant U, Dr. Gemma Newman is over from the UK. We have Dr. Don Musalem from the Mayo Clinic, John Mackey, the ex-CEO of Whole Food Market Stores, myself, Brian Hart, and a special appearance by the Plant Bros. Here's the kicker. All these Brock stars are there from Friday till Sunday, and they want to rub elbows with all of you, whether it's over buffets of Plant Strong Fair for breakfast, lunch, and dinner, whether it's going on an afternoon hike, a swim, pickleball, frisbee golf, kickball, cornhole, dancing. We're having live music. It's all there in this fun weekend extravaganza that we affectionately call Plant Stock. Simply go to liveplantstrong.com and then click on Plant Stock 2024 and grab yourself a ticket before they sell out. See you there. Welcome back. If you're jumping in, be sure to go back and listen to episode two for the first half of this conversation with the one and only John Stewart and his plant-powered wife, Tracy Stewart. In today's extended interview, we talk about how they are finding new foods to eat each day and how they are reaping the benefits of increasing their greens and avoiding junk food. John and Tracy are two of the most compassionate people you will ever, ever meet. So in season two, where we are celebrating heroes, it was really easy to showcase these two who are setting such an example for everyone to follow. Remember, if you'd rather watch, the full video of this conversation is available on our website at plantstrongpodcast.com. So have you found this, you've been, since you've been back from the immersion, and you said earlier that you know, there's kind of like life before the immersion and mm -hmm. after the immersion, have you guys found it hard or easy to be kind of, to be plant strong? You want me to answer first? Yes. Um, okay. I mean, to me, shockingly easy. Um, I think because for me, you know, I tend to run anxious and I feel as though now there's a calm that's come over me mm. because I feel as though I'm not going to die from something I could have prevented, which gives me a lot of peace. Um, and then I think because I'm just feeling so good, I feel like I'm in control of my life more and I think because I recognize the power of the foods they're yeah. tasting better to me um, and I was someone that didn't cook a lot before this um, and I felt like even in, in the immersion like I learned techniques that I didn't know mm. so I was able to to really make things more tasty yeah are you are you so you're cooking more now yeah a lot more and and, and enjoying it yes yeah and what about you are you are you cooking um, no. Okay, 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 okay. Let's go back. Uh, Do you find it hard or easy to eat this way? Um, so, I mean, the, the 
the difference in terms of how I feel emotionally and physically is, is profound. It's just much, much better. And I'm generally not comfortable with that feeling so good. Uh -huh. So it's hard for me not to, to go back into the old ways of, you know, this, I'm not accustomed to this euphoric sense of possibility. I much prefer um, the depression, yeah. the dark nights of feeling like there's a block of Edom that's just sitting right here, like a wheel oh. with the red. Um, I, you know, I have to set my feet to a certain extent with this sort of thing. Um, I was not, I'm not a particularly adventurous eater in the first place. I generally have my go-tos. It's just yeah. my old go-to, especially when I stopped eating meat with pizza. So um, I eat the same thing every morning. I wasn't kidding when I said I eat your cereal every morning. So, so and, can, can you, because yeah. you sent me a photo. Yes. A couple of weeks ago of your breakfast bowl and, and your breakfast bowl. Correct. Can you describe to me what that bowl looks like? I like to throw down Rip's big bowl. I like the original. Sometimes I'll do the other one, but you know, the dried raspberry, quite frankly, yeah, it feels uh, like the island of Dr. Moreau. Like something has happened to that okay. raspberry that I don't know what, I don't know how you've done it, <laughs> but I don't. Yeah, right. It's delicious, but it's against man. Okay. Okay. Uh, so I'll generally have Rip's Big Bowl original version. I like the raisins in it. Yep. Uh, I'll throw now, I was still putting milk in my coffee, so I moved off of that. I have oat milk now. Throw a little oat milk on my bad boy with some flax seed and some hemp seeds. Sometimes a little chia. Good. Get your omega-3s for the day. Fatty acids. Yeah. Sure. Good. If you want to call it yeah. that. Yeah. Okay. I just like opening bags and pouring it into the bowl. It's a big bowl. Right. Uh, well, the big then bowl, I'll throw big... a little actual fruit, like some raspberries and blueberries. She's hawking the bananas, as you can see today, because yeah. she apparently has stock in some sort of banana company. <laughs> um, I won't always throw a banana in there. Uh, and then I'll throw a bunch of kale on top of that with a little bit of nooch, put it all together throw that down, and then about halfway through, usually I'll run to the bathroom. <laughs> now, for people, I'll come back for people that don't know what nooch oh, is, right. can you tell them what nooch is? It, it is nutritional yeast. Yep. Other than that, I don't know what it is. <laughs> like, it is, it, it's one of those things that, I mean, I used to do woodworking, and I'm pretty sure the floor of the <laughs> right. workshop was covered in it. I never thought to eat it. Yes. But uh, it's, like, delicious. And it brings that, I don't know what it it's is. Kind of like a, nut, a nutty, cheesy yes. flavor yes. to it. it. It brings the decadence yeah. mm -hmm. to the big bowl. Mm -hmm. to, yeah. Well, when she, when she was telling me that she put some steamed greens in both your bowls and then there was mm -hmm. nutritional yeast in there, I was That's like, right. oh God, that just sounds wrong. Like for breakfast, <laughs> mixing that savory with the sweet in the mm -hmm. big bowl sounds wrong. Um, but then when she sent the photos and I got to see how it was kind of compartmentalized. Yeah. Right? So I, I'm, I'm taking... At the start I'm, it is. Yeah. So do you actually do this? Yes. <laughs> okay, okay. Let me say something. Okay. We've only been in it for a little while. Okay. But we go for it. We're, I understand you do the Ironman triathlons and those types of things. But well, this, is, this is our triathlon.
This you is may our, not be plant strong enough so, to hang with us. Okay. That's all I'm saying <laughs> is, sure, you've done it for a while, but we're new school. Yeah, yeah. We're bringing, we're bringing flavors to this you've never even dreamed of. <laughs> I love it. Yeah. Now, okay. So what, what, what is a typical, so that's breakfast. Right. Yes. And I want you to know that that, to me, has been the linchpin of my success for the last 32 years. I believe right. it. No joke, literally. No, I believe that. Six, I believe it. Six, six yeah. mornings a, a week, mm -hmm. except for Sundays with the kids, we do pancakes or waffles or right. migas, especialized. But for the most part, that big bowl, I mean, it is, it's tried and true. I love it. It fills me up. And then I'm good till, till lunch. Mm -hmm. So what do you guys usually do? What's a typical lunch look like? So typically what we do, I mean, and it's funny because now we'll friends will say, what do you eat? And I always just try to simplify to say we always have steamed greens or a green, um, a clean starch or a carb uh, and some type of bean. And uh -huh. so it's really always that. Can I, so for people that don't know, when you say you have a, a clean starch I'm, or... Yeah, I mean like a potato, uh, a, a sweet potato, uh, high fiber pasta, whole grain pasta. Uh, brown rice or quinoa mm -hmm. is always in there. Yep. Um, and the nice thing is we do keep all your products in the refrigerator so or, and in the closet. So we can always like open that up and that's always easy. So I'll have friends say, well, sometimes I don't have time to put everything together. Yeah. But that is what's great is that we always do have that as our, our backup plan. Mm -hmm. and mm -hmm. I'm in the city a lot now working on something. So, but the interesting thing is there's a new thing in the city that is sort of fast food places yeah. but that are these yes. plant strong bowls yeah so you can go to whether it be a, a place called green sweet greens sweet green. or uh -huh. mighty bowl or but and you walk in, in and it's exactly that here's you get your choice of yeah. sweet potato greens or i'll go to this place little beet where they make a, a beet burger with kale and charred broccoli you throw down one of those bowls and it's exactly what you guys are talking about. Yep. It's brown rice and beans or I'll eat mm -hmm. rice and beans a lot because I just, I happen to like that. Yeah, so. yeah, mm -hmm. no, it's perfect. Yeah. No, I, um, okay, uh, what about dinner? Very similar? Similar. Yeah. And you know, now like we used to eat out a lot and so now what we do is we go, um, we have a very good Mexican restaurant so we'll go and get uh, black beans, rice, pico mm -hmm. de gallo, um, we'll take our own spinach and we'll get corn tortillas and make, you know, burritos. So that's like our, now that's our new decadent, yeah. uh, which is funny because uh, it's still, I think, fantastic food and, and healthy. Yeah, but I, I'm, I'm not a huge variety person. Mm -hmm. So I, I generally pick my go-tos yeah. and, I, and I stay with it. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. That's, to me, that's one of the beautiful things about this lifestyle mm -hmm. is you can make it as simple as you as you want, or if you want, if, if you're a total foodie, you can like experiment to the moon and back. Mm -hmm. right. It's just like whatever you want. It you really can, you is. Can make it work. It's flexible. Yeah, totally. I recently reached out to my friends at Wild Earth to provide me with a few more details about the best diet for dogs. Uh, as you guys are well aware. Uh, our family is currently feeding our one-and-a-half-year-old rescue Jade, Wild Earth, plant-based dog food. But the truth is, is that dogs, they've evolved over millennia to not only enable them to digest plant-based starches, but also to thrive on foods like fruits and vegetables and whole grains and herbs 
meats, poultry, fish, and, uh, and much more, which makes them true omnivores. And I find that fascinating. And I applaud the, the team at Wild Earth for really redefining what a clean protein means for dogs. I would encourage you to try a bag and save 40% off your first order by visiting wildearth.com or amazon.com and use the code PLANTSTRONG. What is the event tonight okay. that your sister's coming to, your mother's coming to, that you guys are throwing mm-hmm. um, that we're going to have a whole bunch of people coming? Right. Well, we're going to Monmouth University tonight, and we're going to show the Game Changers. Uh, and then we will have a panel discussion afterward. Um, John will moderate. Rip, you'll be there. Mm-hmm. You ready? You're on the panel, man. You, you ready to moderate? No, I'm going to go home and study up on my cue sheets. No, we've got, we're all, we're all good to go. No, I know. Yeah. You, you're not nervous? You're okay? You're good? Um, it's a big crowd, <laughs> but I'm looking forward to it. And, uh, <laughs> um, no, but, but and what was the reason that you guys decided to host this? Well, um, I think, you know, our lives have been so impacted by it. And I think that we're both similar in the way that we always want to help as many people as we can. Um, and so I think it was, we were both struck by mm-hmm. how important this was. Um, we've, we've been doing things within our community to try uh, and help people, but there seemed to be nothing more impactful than getting this information to people. Um, and so for the event tonight, too, we were very um, strategic in um, first um, inviting medical professionals. Yeah. Um, so we wanted to invite people that could be force amplifiers for this idea, and we have had a great response. So I'm so excited to see uh, the audience tonight. Yeah. Uh, but we sold out overnight. No, I know. I, when I heard that there were 700, 700 seats in this auditorium, and you're going to open it up, and you hadn't opened it up, and it had been like just two weeks ago, mm-hmm. I was like, okay, can we help you get the word out? And I think you knew what would happen, but I didn't. Yeah. And then you know, it's like you you, you uh, let people know and. It, you were sold out in like great. a couple hours. That's, that's pretty cool. Mm-hmm. I, I think it's awfully important not to force people to go to the, to the church that you attend. You know, that you have to go into these. Eating is very personal for people. Yep. And we may have an idea about what we think in terms of what's healthy or what's better for the earth, but, but not everybody goes along with that, and that's okay. Mm-hmm. And I think it's important to provide people with the options, to and let you, them come to it if they want to come to it, but if they don't, not to cast that aside yeah. because they won't. But can I, can, yeah. let me say something about that because yeah. I've been in this for a long time, Yeah. right? Eating this way, 32 years, kind of been a, um, a big advocate of the lifestyle for probably 12 years right. or so, and um, I was listening to an interview with uh, Donald Trump Jr. It was just, I think, yesterday. He was on CBS Morning Show. The casino guy? <laughs> yes, uh-huh. yes, 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 exactly. He just wrote a book called Triggered, and he was on there, and Gail King was asking him some questions about, um, so you say in your book you're never going to rule out uh, you know, running for office, you, you, you know, you, you would never rule out being a vegan, 
And then he's like, well, I'm not going to rule out running for office, but my, my primary job right now is to try and get my dad elected in 2020. But I will rule out, rule out being a vegan, right? And then Gail said, me too. So this is kind of the conversations that are going on that are penetrating into people like, mm -hmm. oh, I don't want to be a vegan. I don't want to mm -hmm. be a vegan. Right side, left side, right? Mm -hmm. And it's like they have these preconceived notions about what it means to not right. eat animals, animal byproducts, and they're completely a myth. Mm -hmm. And so right. I, I agree, what I want to figure out mm -hmm. is what is going to be the most effective way to me to bring people over to eating this way because to me, A, we're going to go bankrupt as a country, right, with obesity, mm -hmm. with heart disease, with diabetes, everything that's going on right now. It's, it's, it's a train wreck. It's going to be bad. When it comes to the planet right now and climate change, I mean, we're probably not going to have a planet in 50, well, not a livable planet in 50 years if we mm -hmm. continue down this path. Why, uh, you know, ethically, let's like, let's protect animals, let's not eat animals. So uh, I understand that we don't want to be too preachy and, and all that stuff. Mm -hmm. So what is the most, the best way to influence people to eat in a way that is in alignment with, as human beings, mm -hmm. the best way for us to, to live and be. And, and you, of all people, in what, 2010, were nominated the most influential man, right, on the planet. I did not know that. <laughs> you, uh, were, you were. I was. Yes. Um, and, 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 and can I go on a little I bit farther? My, I missed my shot. <laughs> <laughs> now I'm not. Yeah. And to go a little bit further, because this is such a passionate subject for me. Mm. Um, you recently did an amazing job getting those, um, I guess, the compensation for the 9-11 victims, mm -hmm. right? Uh, ex was it extended or was it just... Forever? It was signed into, it got signed into law in 2010, this is a drug health and compensation, and then yep. renewed in 2015. And uh, then the healthcare part was renewed in perpetuity until uh, 2090, and then we got the VCF, which is the Victims' Compensation Fund, renewed to 2090 as well to match that. 2090. That, yeah. Wow, that's yeah. I mean, yeah. It's it's it wasn't. It was uh, a really wow. dedicated group of, of lobbyists who went in there and just for you know 15 years yep. worked the body for yep. God knows how long. Well, you to get you, this thing done. You did a you did an amazing job uh, closing it. They're doing their, they did their job, now you mm -hmm. do your job, right? Mm -hmm. right. And I'm wondering at what point uh, it, it's going to take, you know, maybe somebody like you getting in front of Congress again saying, hey guys, you know, this is not a, a pleasant thing that I'm, I'm talking about right now. Right. But, but the fact that we are, you know, killing and, and eating 70 billion animals a year right. for this insatiable appetite that we have for animal protein, it's, it's perverted, it is just cuckoo. Right. And so we have to somehow let people see, and you're brilliant at doing this, how ass backwards it is from a multitude of levels. Mm -hmm. Right. But it's also incremental, you know, one of the difficult things you have is you can't dismantle the economic underpinnings no. without having something in it that replaces it in a matter that is, seems progressive, progressive in terms of its 
ethical values, but also progressive in terms of allowing people to do things easier. People's lives are hard and they have concerns that are local, they have concerns that are global, and then they have concerns that are familial. And I think you have to take all those things into account. Not everybody is ready to do that. I mean, I think when you see, you know, we, we've got a farm that's mm -hmm. got some animals that fell off of trucks that we were able to pull and do that. Like, that's not going to do it. It's a nice story to tell, and I think yeah. it helps people learn certain things about animals as individuals and their own sentience and, and yeah. those kinds of things. But this is a complex economic, social, and, and I, I think uh, a dynamic issue that is not going to be legislated away. And it's about a shift in social progress. Humans don't react necessarily to things until they absolutely have to. Mm -hmm. And these types of warnings are difficult for people, I think, to digest. Not, not everybody. And there are economic interests that are going to be pushing against it. You know, we look at, you know, in terms of the number of animals that we might save, there's probably all the rescue that's done in this country isn't going to save as many animals as one fast food restaurant switching to Impossible Burgers mm -hmm. for that. Now, it's a difficult, you know, it's, it's hard to place into your brain the idea that companies that kill more animals than almost any other places on earth are also going to save them. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And how do you reconcile? So do you advocate for that? Do you, you know, there's a lot of very difficult and complex questions in there. But one thing I think you can't do, like the same with fossil fuel industry. Mm -hmm. I think you can't just go in there and go, this is nuts, you have to change it. It's going to be incumbent on people to develop right. something that not only is going to work better ethically and economically, mm -hmm. But also, you know, horses didn't go away because, uh, you know, the, the, the horseback and horse buggy industry was creating a health problem. Cars were better, got people places faster, had more ease to it. Like, the, all that has to be taken into account. It's a really difficult, being right about something, unfortunately, yeah. isn't enough. And... I think it's about investing in creating, people have eaten this way for a long time. And just because it may create health issues down the road for people, which is something that they would generally put off, that mm -hmm. a lot of people would say like, I'd rather eat burgers now, die at 70, than eat the way you're talking about, die 90. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And like I say, I, you know, th this is, it's, it's a much larger conversation oh. about a lot of different things, yeah. but I actually think the progress that's been made over the last even five years has been stunning. Yeah. And I never would have, when I sit and I watch football games on Sunday mm -hmm. and I see commercials for plant-based burgers, yeah. 
in the middle of car and beer commercials like that's shocking to me yeah well my so you know i look at I'll use cigarettes as the example. So mm -hmm. back in the 50s, 60s, you had close to 50, over 50% of Americans were smoking cigarettes. Yep. And today it's been eradicated down to where we have less than 20% of the population that's now smoking. Right. We have, but we, understand, yep. those guys are like, what else can we do? I have an idea. Jewel. And they sneak over and they start vaping. Like, yep. there, are, yep. there, there are destructive forces. And, you know... It's, it's hard for us, I think, in a modern society that has all the advantages of what the Industrial Revolution brought to us, yep. to say to countries that are much more poverty-stricken, yeah, you can't do that. Yeah. You gotta be chill about it. Like, if I'm, if I'm those areas that are underdeveloped, I'm like, so let me get this straight. Your quality of living is up to here because of the way that you exploited animals and fossil fuels. And now that you're where you are, you're gonna say to us, yeah, yeah, for you guys, it's actually going to be beans and batteries. And I'm sure they're like, uh, yeah, no, that's not how, that's not how it's going to roll. Like, this is something we're going to have to innovate our way out of yep. and not legislate our way yep. out of. Yeah, that's beautifully right there like mm -hmm. that. And I think that, uh, you know, living in the information era right now with mm -hmm. every, you know, internet and social media and all that and... Um, I think the millennials and everybody that's coming up, I, th I think that if we can get, so 93% of Americans now are eating, eating meat, animal byproducts. Mm -hmm. I, I'll go out on a limb and say in 10 years, I bet you will be below 50%, mm -hmm. 50%. So that's, I agree that's, that's my hope, mm -hmm. that's my hope. We'll see. Yeah, I don't know about that. I know, I know. I, that I, seems like a, that, that's a big dip. I think you've, you haven't been paying attention. Yeah. Well, but, well, how about this? I, th I think 50% will be eating less. But I don't think 50% will have eradicated. Because there's I think, also... I think, I, think, I think right now, mm -hmm. you've, I think between people that are flexitarians, vegetarians, climatarians, nutritarians, you've probably got... Probably a good swath of the 93% that are eating already mm -hmm. less meat. Right. That may be. Yeah. So I would say, actually, I'm going to go out on a limb again. <laughs> 10 years, 50% or less people of Americans will be uh, eating meat. But understand, like, mm -hmm. there are very powerful groups oh. that are all, like, the pushback is beginning. Sure. But it hasn't come yet in oh, the yeah. way that it's going to, like... Yeah. You're going to have to be, everybody's going to have to be ready. Yeah. I know, but I do also think that a lot of industries are now recognizing that, I mean, the bottom line is that they want to make money. And yes. so now they're recognizing that they can make money in this yeah. other way. I think that's a great point. Yep. And I think that's actually the key, yep. is that you, everyone's going to have to prove yep. that this is a viable economic model yep. for companies that still want to make money. Because yep. none of them are going to say, sure, we'll yep. give up market share because it's better for the yep. earth. Yep. Nobody's going to do that. Mm -hmm. yep. Now, you, you look at like Tyson Foods. They, they, they were one of the early investors in Beyond Meat. Mm -hmm. they, they're now coming out with their own right. uh, raised and rooted uh, plant-based burger. I mean, it, it's pretty amazing. Whole Foods Market, they, they have their three North Stars when it comes to new products mm -hmm. that they want to develop as far as their, their private label brand, plant-based, food is medicine, sustainability. Those are the three things. See, here's also where I think 
I think movies like Game Changers are really important because they speak to an emotional and uh, a visceral response that people have, like when they say, I'm never going vegan. And that's a response to their perception of it as a closed cultural judgmental, you know, that it, it, it belongs in our culture war. Mm-hmm. When this isn't a culture war issue. And that's, I think that's one of the things is you have to remove it from the idea that it's, you know, gods and guns on this side and, yeah. you know, vegans and whatever on, on this side. Like that has to change that it's part of the litmus test mm-hmm. that we've somehow found ourselves in culturally. Mm-hmm. And if you can move it outside of that, I think you have a better chance to break down the defensiveness of people who sit like this. Like, so, you know, the Impossible Burger is just vegans once again trying to, yeah. or it's liberals or it's progressives or it's this or it's that. There has to be a way to remove it from that paradigm. I think it's an important point to, and I feel like Tracy is like a, a really good guiding light on that, which is without judgment, embracing people for mm-hmm. where they're at, like literally embracing them for where they're at and where they are and just, and, and just, you know, loving them no matter what. Yeah. And, and living her life in a certain way that hopefully is exemplary with that. Yeah, there's no better way. Be be the shining example. Yeah. Don't don't be preachy, judgmental. Mm-hmm. And I mean, that's what I. That's you know, it's the best that I was able to. That's what I did, and how I was able to help get a you know a bunch of Texas firefighters at Station Two to to embrace this. Yeah. I mean, it took it took six years before you know we we did our little experiment at Fire Station Two. Right. Before those guys were willing to to, wow. to get on board. By the way, and every cultural wind and current is still pushing them in the other direction. Like it's the energy that it takes to swim against the current in the way that you guys are. It's not easy because you can take people along, but if they don't come with you, the current pulls them back to where they were. And until this thing, our son has celiac. If he'd had it 20 years ago, the cultural current, the social thing, there wouldn't have been things available to him. But even today with what it is, the current is constantly pushing against his ability with an immune disease right. to have options that are not, you know, you see it ridiculed all the time. Oh, I guess it's going to have to be gluten free, you know, those kinds of things. Dude's got an immune disease. Yep. Like, I don't know what to tell you. Yep. You know, thank God there's like now there's, there's options for him in a lot of different ways that help him overcome that and not be seen as uh, a complete outsider or, you know, an an odd duck. Yeah. But this is similar in that way. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And uh, that's what I'm saying. When I'm sitting and I'm watching football and there's an impossible whopper on, that to me is like, okay, (coughs) now we're moving past just the idea of this being a very eccentric tribe of individuals yeah. and moving more into like, okay, now we're going to make some headway. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think, I think um, when I spoke to you not too long afterwards, I think you mentioned that John 
referenced it as maybe being like Hare Krishnas or something like that. Is that yes. correct? Something like that? <laughs> I, I happen to be in the other tribe, so I'm, I'm new here. Not I'm new. the well, new guy. Well, you know, once we started, you know, every time we would run into someone that we liked or we yeah. loved, I mean, you do have this feeling of, oh my God, I can save you. Well, well, well. Yeah, I, I know it well, especially somebody that's got diabetes, yes. they have heart disease, right? Mm -hmm. They've had a shot across the bow with cancer, and you want to say, you know, do, do everything you can to like, yes. oh, don't, don't keep that going. But, right. And, we, and we, did, we did that, and we do that. But I actually think us you know, thriving right now is, has been the most inspirational yeah. for those around us and has gotten people. Yeah. Well, so. we do like, we do annoyingly evangelize probably, and that's, but I have a couple friends that, that do it now mm -hmm. and have come back and said like, yeah, yeah, it's, it's a big change. Uh, so you, you mentioned ignorant and, or, or how maybe people aren't ignorant. I would, I would actually uh, say that when it comes to certain, certain things regarding nutrition, they are ignorant. Like for example, but some of that is purposeful from yes. the powers that be Absolutely. that have made sure that the wrong information Absolutely. flows down. And what's the number one thing? Uh, well, the, oh, I'll, they, I'll, I'll, well yeah. it's, it's what the Game Changers is trying to address, and it's where to get your protein mm -hmm. from. Right. Right. And so have you had people ask you that? Like, John, where, where are you getting your protein sure. you're eating this way? Yeah. And you have an answer? Uh, that when Tracy falls asleep, I eat meat. <laughs> <laughs> and that, that's how I that's how I get it because it's the only way no it's I mean the film does a great job of that and we, we use that line all the time of, you know how can you be as strong as an ox if you don't eat meat you're like have you ever seen an ox eat meat mm -hmm. um, exactly. and and the idea that that the, the reason why uh, they get their protein is from plants right um, some other source mm -hmm. that's right yeah um, but again like it's that's not a mainstream we went to our doctor's office yeah. And in there was a pamphlet that was about heart health and it had recipes in it. And the recipes were like veal marsala mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and a chocolate lava cake with <laughs> low-fat whipped cream. You're like, I don't think that's... And that's really like, not that's, an exaggeration. That's not, that's not an exaggeration. That is the pamphlet that was in the doctor's office. And it said on it, you know, mm -hmm. you know from your... Uh, I, I can't even remember. It might have been the Heart Association. Like sure. it was, it was a group that is purported to have tremendous credibility. Sloan Kettering. Was it that? It was mm -hmm. or Mayo Clinic. I think it was Mayo Clinic. Oh, okay. It wasn't. It wasn't Sloan Kettering. It was Mayo Clinic. But from the Mayo Clinic, and it was a thing that was like, yeah. you know, have Swiss cheese instead of. It was crazy. No, listen. I mean, these these hospitals. I mean, up until I think it was three years ago, the Cleveland Clinic. Right, I mean, the number one heart hospital in the world mm -hmm. had a McDonald's uh, inside the hospital. Right. Um, another. Uh, who's who's the, who's the uh, the big outfit out of Houston that does all the great cancer work? Uh, I can't believe I'm spacing on it. But I had a friend that went there, cancer, and he asked the female doctor, "Should I be doing like a plant-based diet?" And she said, well, I, I, I can't kind of on the record recommend that. But she said, off the record, because it's too preventative oriented. But off the record, I can tell you wow. that absolutely you should be doing a plant-based diet. So they don't like even get into the most powerful medicine mm -hmm. to help heal and, 
and uh, alleviate these 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 you know cancers, heart disease. Right. Most cardiologists, right? They're not talking to their patients about about eating beans and big bowl and you know leafy greens. That's what I love about what your father says, which yeah. is when he started with his patients. Mm -hmm. You know, everyone said you can do it, you can say it, but they're not going to yeah. to comply. And what he said is, well, you have to spend more time and and teach them how to do it. And that's what he did. And then sure enough, yeah, they did it. Yeah. But to be fair, compliance is like if I didn't have her. Well, but but I'd be, but I'd be a mess. But you're you and I are about the same age, fifty six ish, mm -hmm. right? Uh, let's say that you had angina. Let's say that you weren't able to raise the flag, right? Mm -hmm. Let's say that uh, you know you had a little minor stroke. I mean, would you now? Maybe would you be motivated? I think you said earlier. I see what you're saying. Yeah. Yeah. Sure. That I mean. Mm -hmm. But depending on, look, I'm, unfortunately I know plenty of people, some of them we're related to, that have these hardships yeah. and just go, yeah, no, that's not going to happen. Like no. where, you, well, it, 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 you, where you present them and you go, here's the answer. And they, yeah. you know, here's the answer to the problem you're complaining about right now. And they look at it and go like, yeah, that looks hard. So yeah, no. But I mean, I, I can remember, I read your dad's book years ago, and rem I remember reading it and thinking, this makes perfect sense, but mm -hmm. not, not doing it. Right. Um, and or, so, or maybe not knowing how to implement it. Right. And so it was, I had to be at a different place in my life where I was ready to hear that and to take mm -hmm. it on. And then I do think it does help when you have someone else that's doing it in your household with you. Absolutely. Um, just because eating is so communal. Yeah. Um, so that's been a, a huge help. No, personal. I know how frustrating it is. I, I look at my, my father-in-law and my mother-in-law who are, are, have now passed away, but uh, one from a heart attack and another from complications from other things, but they just had no interest, mm -hmm. right? And, and here you've got, you know, you got myself, you got my father, you know, we're doing Thanksgiving dinners together and... Right. So... Uh, I think that some people feel as though like this is the hand I've been dealt and there's nothing I can do. Um, and I know for John and I, we never come at anything in that. There's always a solution to every problem. And so um, we've had to recognize that there are people in our lives that don't have that, that thought process. Yeah. Um, and you know, I think we still try, but we recognize it's gonna be a harder push for them. And it's also, you know, this in particular is in a marketplace of ideas that is populated by charlatans mm -hmm. and fools. Mm -hmm from and it is billions and billions of dollars forget about the billions and billions of dollars that's in the industries that make these foods and, and deliver these foods there's a whole other industry that has come up around counteracting mm. the effects of these foods so you have this weird economy that's pushing and pulling so you have all these people that are making processed foods and all that and that's creating these diseases and these hardships and these things then you have this whole other economy that pops up that says, well, if you just eat like a caveman, then you will no longer be facing the things there. Or if you just eat, uh, if you can just put your body into ketosis, right? And you think to yourself, like, so if I put my body into ketosis, like, that doesn't seem like a long-term solution. No, starvation, by, yeah. Right, by creating a, a process by which my body decides, like, I think I'm going to digest myself. <laughs> Like yes, that, yes. you just don't feel like, you know, true. how long can I digest myself? <laughs> I, you know, until you're like 80. But, so you've got these dueling economies. 
And this is this one thing that says, well, actually, though, we're not a gimmick. This is right. But it's in a sea of, no, we're right. No, we actually were right. <laughs> so it's like that game, you know, yeah. to tell the truth. Yeah. Will the real process that is healthy and uh, lifelong and uh, uh, all that please stand up? And right. Everybody's just like this. Like, actually, it's really just a bar. And the truth is, everybody's just waiting for a scientist to come in and go like, actually, just this pill. Mm -hmm. That'll do it. Mm -hmm. Ain't gonna happen. Ain't gonna happen. Mm -hmm. But that's the way these have been set up. And so you're, you're combating that in a way. So you have to, I, I think one of the big things is to figure out how to introduce this program. How do you mainstream it into the economic flow and lifeblood? And I still think moving into those restaurants, mm -hmm. moving into those places where people do it, finding a way people are busy people are worried mm -hmm. it can't be more expensive than the yeah. stuff they already eat it can't be harder to make than the stuff they already eat like it's gonna have to come to them mm -hmm. in a manner that they can accept but that isn't you know that that honors the fact that their lives are also hard yeah. in a whole other bunch of ways yeah yeah we uh you talked about hospitals your your doctor Mm -hmm. You guys recently went in for some follow-up blood work. Mm -hmm. you, you okay if I talk about your numbers yes. here on, on the record? Yeah, we were so yeah, excited. We texted you for results. <laughs> I've got actually my blood works on the refrigerator right now. I pinned it. You did. You did. did. So, so Tracy was telling me that you guys were there in the doctor's office and you were high-fiving each other. You were pretty excited about mm -hmm. it. We were pretty excited. Yeah, and you should be. So. Let me let's let's talk. Yeah, great. If you don't mind. So, <clears throat> so the before was taken about a year ago. Right. And then this most recent one was taken just like a month ago in mm -hmm. October of 2019. That's right. So, Tracy, your total cholesterol mm -hmm. was 176 before, which actually is very admirable, right? She's most, already vegan. She's already, she was yeah. she was vegan at that time. Yeah. Right. So mo most you mean mm -hmm. doctor to tell you, Tracy, that's that's great. Right. But since going plant strong, you're now 120 total cholesterol. You dropped 56 points on your total cholesterol. I mean, that's like, you're like a Tarahumara Indian there with mm -hmm. a 120 total cholesterol. Super admirable. Great. Right? She now, when she sleeps, she floats above the bed. <laughs> the weirdest thing. <laughs> Levitates. It's all based on local cholesterol. <laughs> You were you were 199. Whoa, which, Rip! Come on, man. I thought we were friends. <laughs> why would you even, Why would you even say that? I'm just just telling it so, like it is. Wow. So you were 199, yeah. and then you came down to 167. So you came down. <laughs> there you go. Yeah, baby. You came down 32 points. But yeah. there's a. It's it's funny because a lot of times the total cholesterol doesn't tell the whole story. So it's nice to go into right. the HDL, which is the healthy cholesterol, the LDL, which is the lethal, and the triglycerides. Because the way, you, the way you achieve total cholesterol is you add up the HDL, the LDL, and then one-fifth of the triglycerides. So let's talk about <clears throat> HDL, the healthy cholesterol. Okay. Tracy, you started <clears throat> at 53. You came down to 38. You came down about 15 points. Most people, hmm. when their total cholesterol comes down 56 points like you mm -hmm. did, their HDL is going to come down usually about 5-10% because you no longer have as, 
have is, uh, is you've cleaned up your internal kitchen a ton. Right. And so you get to fire all those kind of HDL mopper uppers that aren't doing a really good job. And now the ones that you do keep, they become larger, more efficient, just like amazing HDLs. So nothing to be worried about. Mm -hmm. like I, so like my total cholesterol is typically 110 to 130, and I've never seen my HDL over 40. So just be comforted knowing that 38 with a 120 total, mm -hmm. not on any meds, I would imagine, right. is like phenomenal. Uh, John, you're peculiar with your HDL. I appreciate that. Yes. It's, it's, so you, you started at 71. Most doctors like your HDL to be, to be above 40. Most Americans. Oh, so I'm above 40. You, <laughs> you actually went up. You went up to 75, which you almost never see when your total comes down 32 points. Right. You, in that regard, you are a bit an anomaly. And I think there's a, a, a humor factor there that, you know, if you've got that funny gene in you, the HDLs doesn't want to go down quite as easy. But anyway. I'm assuming so, there's a cash reward for <laughs> there's, something like that. There's, there should be. All right. But anyway, you, that's, but that's one of the reasons why your total, having a total of 167 with an HDL of 75 is gorgeous. Gorgeous. And you should not be jealous. You should be happy okay, for it. I am happy for it. Okay. That LDL. But I'm supposed to get that down lower, right? The 167 is supposed to be at like no. one. No. I would tell right. you. I would tell you. Don't pay. No. With an HDL of 75. Yeah. And we'll talk about the LDL, and then let's come back to that. Right. Your your LDL. You were 104. Mm -hmm. You're now 66. You came down 38 points. The LDL. To me, the most important numbers are your total and your LDL. LDL. That's that lethal cholesterol. Mm -hmm. We want to be below 80. That's like what my father likes his patients to be, below 80. You're 66. Phenomenal, right? You came down 38 points on that LDL. On your LDL, John, you started at 111. Again, we want no, you to... No, no, stay, really, still stay. Right. And then you came down to 77. So you came down 34 points. Uh, again, our goal is to be below 80. So you guys are both there... Um, Triglycerides, we want to be below 150. You guys both started up 96 and 85. You're now 79 and 76. So your blood work to me is absolutely picture perfect. Right. Yeah. So ex you should be ecstatic. Feel it. And yeah. Um, so way to be. So um, live forever. You will live a long, a long, healthy life. Forever, Rip. Yes, you will. <laughs> Rip, I have the big bowl every day. Forever. Yes. Well, we're both 56, so let's see. Let's yeah, see yeah. what the big bowl does for us. Maybe, yeah. maybe we'll be 96 talking about the big bowl. Um, so before I, I, I shut this thing down, I want to say that, so I saw the clip of you, um, you went on a bit of a tirade against Donald Trump before he was president. I and it's have. and it's because of the way he ate his pizza. I don't know if you remember this or not. I do. Would you like to share that? It just it, he had he had brought uh, Sarah Palin to New York, and he was going to show her New York, you know, because he's Mister New York. So he took her to La Familia Pizza, which is like if you're a New Yorker, it's like, oh, why don't you just go get a slice at the airport? Like that's not pizza. That's just yeah. So he takes her to the pizza place that's not you. I mean, you're in New York, like you can't, like sometimes we'd have people at the show 
and they would always say, so they'd raise their hand and go, hey, where can I get a good slice of pizza in New York? Like I heard so much about it. I go, well, where are you from? And they'd go like, uh, South Carolina. And I'd go, oh, anywhere. <laughs> like you could go, you could go to Sbarro's and it's going to beat the shit out of your pizza. So I get very passionate about this. Yeah, yeah. So he comes up and he takes her to La Familia, which is his first mistake. And then he sits her down and they get their slice of pizza and he takes out a knife and fork, a knife and fork to eat the pizza. It, 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 I mean, I've, I've never oh, seen hey, it. you know what, why don't you come to Tokyo and I'll take you to a, a, a dumpling place and, hey, can I get a fork over here? Because I want to be authentic to Japan. Like, it was bananas. So we demonstrated the manner in which you, with yes. one hand, eat a slice of pizza and with the other hand, give people the finger. <laughs> and and the, other, the other thing that he did that you also railed him on is he double stacked it. He did a slice oh. and then on top of it he put another slice. And yeah. then he and then he yes. Can I say something though? In, in, in my defense. If Good. only that had been his greatest transgression. Like I would have been such a happier person <laughs> if the biggest thing I had to complain about with that guy mm. was the manner in which he ate a food I happened to like. Do you think if we could get Donald Trump plant strong, it would affect his policies? No. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right. All right. I think that's, yeah. 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 Um, so, tonight we got a, we got a, we got a big night. It's totally be looking forward to it. It's going to be awesome. Um, I want to thank you both for being um, such just game changers for having the hearts of heroes. Um, kind of in, in my opinion, now that you have really embraced this, this lifestyle, giving back a little bit and uh, tonight trying to like let the medical community around here like maybe plant the seed mm -hmm. a little bit for them. That's right. So they can be on their own journey with this. Because that's going to be the key is, you know, you could do a film like this in front of a bunch of people and you would, they would do it. But what we're talking about for tonight is creating an environment where this conversation continues in a more official way. So that's why we have, I think we're not going to leave there tonight before setting up some kind of moving forward working group that will continue to think about ways to insinuate some of these solutions into their community. That's, that's the goal. Yeah. Bravo. All right. Well, I'm so glad that you came to that immersion. Me too. That that um, that we met, and that now we have the privilege of being here, and we're staying at your place and um, becoming friends. I really appreciate yeah, it. Yeah, we're honored to call you a friend. Thank you, John. I would like you to Thank come you. up with another product that deals with smaller bowls, because <laughs> the pressure that I have <laughs> with these larger bowls. I'm not a, a large man. Yes. Just a maybe just a, a, a product line that helps people whose hands are tiny and can only carry tiny bowls. <laughs> we, uh, I know Rick's tiny bowls probably not the answer, but, but something along those lines. Lori, can you help me out here? <laughs> She's Rick's, leaving the room. Rick's, Rick's smaller bowl. Yeah, uh,
Tracy Stewart came to our retreat in Black Mountain, North Carolina. We had literally no clue who she was until a few hours before she left on the very last day. It's the same for anyone who comes to our retreats. We drop all professional titles and resumes at the door and we all enter as equals who come together for one common goal, to do better and to be better. I invite you to visit our website, planstrong.com, click on events and download our new 2020 events catalog and check out all the experiences that we're hosting this year. Spend five or six days with us in one of three spectacular venues nestled in nature. Come to Black Mountain just outside Asheville, North Carolina and experience the lush forests and the mountain streams. Or come to magical Sedona, Arizona and experience the transformative Red Rocks. Or come to Silver Bay in the Adirondack region of New York and experience the pristine Lake George. As Tracy shared, you'll have a front row seat to the science behind the lifestyle and you'll build the daily habits alongside our team of experts so you can go home and be totally set up for success. Visit plantstrong.com for more details and use the code PLANTSTRONG for $150 off any five or six day retreat. I hope you enjoyed today's longer format conversation. There was just so much great content that I didn't want you to miss any of it. Be sure to tune in next week as we step in the ring with James Lightning Wilkes, the producer of The Game Changers, and we also have more conversation with John Stewart as he moderates the live Q&A panel. Thank you for listening and subscribing to our show. I want you to know that we read each and every one of your reviews and we appreciate each and every one. If you want to learn more about this season or today's guests and sponsors, please visit PlantStrongPodcast.com. The Plan Strong podcast team includes Scott Battisill, Lori Kordowich, Amy Mackey, Patrick Gavin, Wade Clark, and Carrie Barrett. I want to thank my parents, Dr. Caldwell B. Esselstyn Jr. and Ann Kryle Esselstyn for creating a legacy that will be carried on for generations and being willing to go against the current and trudge upstream to the causation. We are all better for it. With that, just let me say peace, engine two, keep it plant strong.